Today's episode is brought to you by my new book, Fuck Whales, Petty Essays from a Brilliant Mind. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere books are sold. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from holiday parties to ads from Arby's. With over 2.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the moderator in training, Pikey. Hey, everyone. And as always, my Maharaja of moderation, Rucka Rucka Ali. What up, though? Welcome back to the show. Guys, we got an exciting show. Today is Christmas. Today is the 25th, and we don't take a break here at Madcast. We don't fuck around. We get it done. And we're doing a show for you. And today, we're going to have a very timely and very topical debate. Whether or not you should go home for the holidays. But first, I want to introduce our guest this week. Jessica, or Pikey, as she's known, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. The cutest Uber driver in all of Los Angeles. That is correct. That that is correct. You look it up on the website, there's a picture of Jessica on there. Yeah. I I do look it up. How do you guys know each other? We met on a podcast. Yeah, Andy Dick's (laughs) podcast. Oh, Andy Dick's podcast. Always a good sign when you meet someone through Andy Dick. You know it's uh, it's going to be a positive person in your life. If you spend more than a month in, in Los Angeles, you will probably have an Andy Dick story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy, that guy gets around. Everybody's known him. Even myself, I think I've mentioned it. We've all mentioned it on, the, uh, on, on episodes in the past. But uh, we should get on to the debate this week. But before we do that, I received so many gifts because it is the big Christmas episode. So many of our fans have sent us packages. So I want to open those up throughout the show. I'm going to do one right here, right now at the top of the show. The first one is from superfan Julie from Hawaii. Now, Julie sent us some coffee. Look at this. She works on a coffee farm, and she she, uh, harvests this coffee herself. I see these pictures that she posts on Instagram, and she sent us some. She's very generous. She sent us four different kinds of coffee. Uh, Some of them, I saw one on here that had, I think, some bergamot in it, which is what flavors Earl Grey tea. Yeah, orange, jasmine, bergamot, and cinnamon. Mm. Uh, just fantastic coffee. Thank you so much, Julie. Yeah, thank you, Julie. That's so nice. Yeah, and she's also going to be sending us some miracle fruit. So this plantation that she works at for this coffee, they also grow miracle fruit. Mm. And she found a way to send us some fresh miracle fruit, which I've never tried before. Have you ever had it, Jessica? No, I've never heard of it. So miracle fruit is a type of fruit you eat. And everything you eat for the next 30 minutes or so, the flavor changes. So uh, mostly bitter, bitter and sour things. So if you eat lemon, it tastes like lemon-flavored candy. You can drink beer and it tastes like soda. It tastes like, uh, you know, like a, like cake, like cream soda or something like that. That's very cool. I want to try that. It's fascinating stuff. Thank you, Julie. Always being generous, sending us some gifts. We'll yeah. have some more gifts throughout the show. But we should get on to the debate this week. And before we do that, I want to hear everyone's buzzers. Pikey, let's hear yours. Rock let's hear yours. And here's mine. If you hear a buzzer from any one of us, that means we are disagreeing with someone. We want to chime in. We want to point out a logical fallacy or a correction. But let's get on to the debate. Pikey, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you a first stab. Should you go back for the holidays? Why or why not? I think you should go back for the holidays because the time you spend with your family is priceless. Everyone comes together. They go out of their way. They travel in. And you have these wonderful memories, good or bad, that you just can't get back. Ooh, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> well, you have these it. wonderful memories, yeah. good or bad, that you just can't get back. Okay, what well, part I'll of that do you not I'll, agree with? I'll agree with that. Good or bad, you can't get back. That's a, that's a good qualifier. But, and you just can't get them back. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
But the thing is, uh, the thing about priceless things is that there are a lot of priceless things that are bad, too, like cancer. You can't buy it. I mean, I guess you can, but you can't, you know, there's no price on it. <sighs> right? So cheery on the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy cigarettes. Merry Christmas, yeah, everyone. you can buy cigarettes. Yeah. See? Yeah. See, I told you she's a good debater. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so you get a bunch of priceless memories. Okay, I'll give you that. They're priceless memories and good or bad. For most people, they're they're good, right? I think most people say they like the holidays. I would say maybe it could be 50-50 now. I am hearing a lot of bah humbug this year. Do you think that's a function of it being 2017? Because a lot of people were shitting on 2016, myself included. I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. And 2017's been a rough one for a lot of people, too. Yeah, 2017 was a horrible year. Oh, was it? Yeah. I think it was a big struggle for me financially. I'm an Uber driver, and I host karaoke. <laughs> I've applied for real jobs, but... I think it was a tough year. I think a lot of people are in the same boat, but they don't want to admit it, especially in L.A. Everyone wants to pretend like they really are doing awesome when, in fact, they're not. Well, you don't have any pretensions about that. That's refreshing, actually, that you're just coming right out of the gates. Yeah, I'm driving for Uber, which, by the way, I meet a lot of interesting people in Uber cars, uh, Uber and Lyft drivers uh, themselves. A lot of them are writers. A lot of them are you know, actors and performers and things like that, and you get to meet some really interesting people. I met this guy who was... Um, He's a, an audio producer, and he sent me his demo, and I checked it out, and it's actually really cool, and we may work together at some point. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that... There's hold a- on. Hold on. Hold that thought. Please don't forget what you were going to say. What? Oh, yeah, the guy's got some music, and you yeah. guys might work together? Yeah. You might you might produce together? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> didn't realize you were a music guy now. Well, I, w- I need music for everything, all sorts of things. Why wouldn't I? Okay, he might... Just, I got ideas, Rucka. Yeah, I, I, I bet you do. Yeah. Lots of ideas. Rucka always shooting me, anyway, shooting down my, please, my I didn't want. This is like the holidays. We're yeah. fighting. We're two minutes in. <laughs> oh, do you remember what you were going to say or did you forget? I do remember. I actually built All upon right. it. Oh, I wanted to say there are a lot of credible people who drive for Uber. It is a real job. Yeah. Um, so please, if you see us, don't call us a creepy Uber or Lyft driver. That's very rude. You know what is creepy? Girls who go out to the club every night and go home to their shared apartment with four other people, but have six sugar daddies who are over the age of 50 or 60. Not to be an ageist, to each their own. That's creepy. Please, so we, we've got a 50-60-year-old here. <laughs> Listen, uh, that's why we respect you, Jess Pike. That's why we like you. Yeah, so as for the sugar daddy thing, that is a phenomenon that happens, I think, not just in LA. It's a lot of places. But I had a friend a long time ago who... Very young. She had just turned 21 or 22, and she met one of these guys. This guy's like very old money Hollywood, uh, rich producer. And, you know, uh, he was very charming. He put the charm on and uh, took her to a restaurant. And she said it was just a very, she'd never heard of it before. Uh, heard of it, before. it was kind of like a hidden off the strip Italian restaurant or something. And she walks into this place. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. The menu was amazing. It was very expensive. But she looked around and it was all full of old timey looking dudes with really young <laughs> really young women in their twenties. Yeah, we got on. billboards here in Hollywood saying like arrangements in quotes, you know, sugar babies. But also what does what? what does this have to do with visiting home for the yeah, holidays? Visiting home for the holidays. Listen, I'm gonna say no, you should not go home for the mm-hmm. holidays. Because families are awful. Yes. I mean not always. Just but usually sometimes. Uh, not even usually. I'll tell you what. The last time I made a concerted effort to go home for the holidays, and this mm-hmm. this was this broke my heart. This is the last time I actually went home for the holidays. And there was a tradition I started in Utah with all my friends back home, where we, I think I started it when I was like nineteen or twenty years old, 
and it was Christmas Day. Everyone's off. Nobody's doing anything. Everybody's just home with their families, which are boring as hell. So I thought, I'm going to call up my friends and see who's around to, to go get a bite to eat. Well, as it turns out, one of the only places that's open on Christmas is a Chinese restaurant. So we all went to a Chinese restaurant. And the first year I think I did it, I, we got like uh, six, seven people to go with us. It was a lot of fun. And I thought, this is a great tradition. We're going to keep doing this. And I kept doing it for years and years up until I did it for about eight years in Utah. And every year, uh, the turnout would be pretty decent. And the final year, when I came out to Los Angeles, I decided I was going to go back home and keep the tradition going. I thought I would surprise my friends. I would tell them a week before. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to be in town on Christmas. Let's do let's keep the tradition going. Let's get some Chinese food. It was horrible. I missed my flight because the Delta agent by by one minute, the Delta Mm. agent said, no, I'm on break. Sorry. I said, I'm going to miss my flight if you don't just print out my ticket for me. She wouldn't do it. She left because she goes, nope, I'm on my break and just walked away from me. So I missed my flight. I was in the airport for eight hours, finally got into Utah. It was a blizzard. And I called up all my friends. I said, hey, guys, let's go get Chinese food. I'm in town. It was a struggle to get three people to come out. And one of them, the excuse I got was, I don't like Chinese food. One of my friends didn't come out to see me, to hang out with me on Christmas, even though I spent eight hours in an airport to come out and see them. It pissed me off. What? Usually when people talk about going home for the holidays, they mean like visiting your family. Yeah, family's garbage too. So you went and you went to get Chinese food with your friends on Christmas Eve. That's You went back to your hometown so you can get Chinese food on Christmas? Yeah, I considered that like a tradition that I would keep going. Yeah. Does your family not celebrate Christmas? No, they they celebrate Christmas, but it's always a fight. It's always awful. So they're like doing Christmas stuff. They got the turkey. They got the the Armenian yams and all that. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, uh, it's six thirty. Actually, I gotta go get Chinese food with my friends. And you leave the house, and and they're all sitting there doing Christmas without you. I guess they're not even. It's not even a real familial thing. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the tradition I used to have when I was when I was younger for Christmas. I was I would wake up really early. And open up all my presents. And I would record it and I would play with my toy. It was like really cool. It was a fun thing to do. And my parents couldn't give less of a shit. You know that that look you get from your parents? I don't know. I don't know if you guys celebrate Christmas the same way. But they it's supposed to be a source of pride when you buy somebody a gift that you know they're going to appreciate. Well, they weren't even around because they didn't give a shit. It was like, it was one of those things. I don't know. Maybe it was just my family. Maybe it was my experience. But how about you, Pikey? Do you have anything similar to that? Or do you, do you, have you had mostly positive experiences? Mostly positive experiences. I love Christmas because I love being with my nieces and nephews. And I think the magic of Christmas is being around kids. So it's great if you have nieces and nephews or you have kids. It's wonderful. You get to relive your childhood through kids. Oh, in God, a way. I hope I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maddox, you, you yes. love kids. Yeah, no, they're garbage. Um, yeah, I've never been around kids on Christmas, I don't think. But do you remember being a kid on Christmas? Yeah, it was great. I, I had fi- I had fine a fine time on Christmas as a kid. But with others, pe- other people's kids, I can't even imagine the headache I would have. <laughs> yeah. The okay. noise of children laughing. So we got uh, your friends didn't come out to get Chinese food with you, yeah. and that's an argument against going home for Christmas. Yes, because okay. your hometown, yeah. if, you, if you're going home for Christmas, mm-hmm. by the way, friends grow apart sometimes. Mm. And I'm still friends with these, these uh, you know, my friends from back, in, back home in Utah. But what the problem was, what I realized that, that year that nobody really turned out, 
they had all become married. Some of them had kids. Some of them had their own families and traditions to do. So mm. it wasn't a personal thing. It was just that they are spending time with their shitty families, mm. uh, which which I totally understand. It's you know to be fair, you guys are you know you got your whole fucking holiday photos and all that bullshit. Yeah. Well, I've lived in Utah, so I know Utah's very family orientated, but it's magical looking there around the holidays. It's beautiful in Salt Lake. Yeah, you just can't drive anywhere. Because you will die. Drive. Yeah, you can't drive anywhere. Nobody wants to come out. It's fucking frozen. It's a frozen hellscape. Uh, it looks great, just as long as you don't move and you're sitting inside a coffee shop somewhere, which are all closed. Where did you live in Utah? You're from Utah? Um, I lived there a little bit after college. Well, in between. Um, after college, and then I went back to school again. But I lived in Salt Lake City, and I lived in the Avenues. What? Okay, On B the Street. Avenues, the Avenues are a very nice part of Salt Lake City. What, what took you to Salt Lake? Well, I used to work for Greenpeace in Chicago, and then one day my coworkers and I got a wild hair up our ass, and we decided that we wanted to start our own organization in Portland. So everyone just gave away their possessions and packed a backpack and hopped in my Chrysler Sebring, and we drove across the country. We stopped at my friend's ski lodge in Sandy on the way there, and then we did end up going to Portland, but... Things started to seem disorganized and maybe a little too radical. So Sheree was like, hey, do you just want to drop these boys off in Portland and go back to my parents' ski lodge in Sandy, Utah and live there for the summer? We can go to some sweat lodges and and go to some Native American ceremonies and live in Utah. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go on a spiritual sabbatical for a year. And that's what we did. I was in my early 20s. What I, the hell? <laughs> She's like, this is that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard, especially with with Utah being in the middle of that, you don't expect anything like that in Utah. You don't expect people even passing through. And and by the way, it was too radical for for Greenpeace activists. It was, yeah. The, the what you were going to do in Portland. Well, this was at the time when um, Occupy Wall Street started, ah. and I sort of disagreed with the way people decided to protest. And I don't think it's, I think it's actually snowballed into a way people protest now, where you have like this lazy way of like fake protesting things, but now people just post on social media and they show up to a protest, but they don't actually put action behind protests. They just take pictures and then they sort of walk away, but they don't really organize politically. So, I mean, there are people who do and that's very good on them, but there's a lot of people who don't. Unfortunately, I see more of the people who aren't doing much. Me and I Matt think Ops are, uh, we've been to the Women's March on multiple occasions and <laughs> We're very active. <laughs> what? But uh, yeah, I, I look, there's not enough grocery bag guys standing in front of tanks. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. We need more of that in the world. And I bet he goes home for the holidays. <laughs> so to back, back to going home for the yeah, holidays. Yeah, yeah back All to right. going home for the holidays. So Utah is beautiful, she says. What do you have to Crap, say? Crap, garbage, it hellscape. Sucks. All right. And nobody comes out. Everyone's got fucking families and kids, 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 fucking kids everywhere. Well, I think it's great if you have an activity and if you're a skiing family, there's beautiful ski resorts in Utah. There's what's that place where the swans go, where everyone has their wedding at? Do you know what I'm talking about? Some fucking park. It's like Utah's just a magical place. There's like these and the city's nice because the Mormon people keep it clean and provide a lot of people with jobs. So it's a beautiful Christmas winter wonderland. I mean, I'm from the Detroit area where Unfortunately, the city is pretty unkempt, but I'm from the suburbs and the suburbs of Detroit are beautiful. So it's also a winter wonderland. It's refreshing to get out of L.A. and to go to a place that resembles the North Pole and frolic and enjoy the cold weather 
and eat yeah. a lot of fattening food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can it's do great. that. I can do that with warm beach weather. It's fucking awesome. I don't have to go back home and see my shitty family. Now, here's, you know. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing about uh, Utah going home for the holidays and everything. That that experience I had, that fucking terrible uh, dr- pulling teeth to get friends to come out on Chinese for for uh, for Christmas. The next year. Because that was such a shit show, I was I was genuinely pissed, and I went home, and my parents were just kind of like milling about on the couch. I, I got home, first thing I did, you know, hug my parents. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you. Oh, oh, you look tall. I'm like, great. So then, what do we do? <laughs> you look tall. Yeah. So then what? Then what? You know mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. CNN on TV. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, we sit down. We all just sit down, and we're just watching TV together. I'm like, oh, just like old times. Fucking nothing. This sounds more like an argument about how meaningless life is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you supposed to do with your fucking family? Oh, great. You're just sitting there staring at your loved ones, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're watching TV together, and everyone's just zoned out eating shit and then watching TV. That's what you do with your family. What else do you do with your I family? I don't know. Fucking experience it. Fucking feel something and then go back <laughs> home after the holidays and work on your little projects now that you've been fueled. I agree. I feel like it's a refresher and it's great. You go back and then you're like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here and get back to L.A. And then you feel more grateful for living here. <laughs> yeah. Great mm. argument for going that's, back home. For oh, all this. that's yeah. actually the best argument yet. And you yeah. have nothing. You got nothing. You know, as soon as I, you get on the airplane and you, you have like a connecting flight in like Phoenix. Yeah. I've always said Phoenix is a place where everyone looks terrible when you're traveling east and they look amazing when you're traveling west. As soon as you leave LA, it's like people are like, what? Everyone's like a fucking two. Yeah. And, but then when like you get back, like you're coming back. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll agree with that. So yeah, leaving LA makes you ex- wish miss LA because I'm telling you, the minute I go anywhere else, yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I miss how fucking like... L.A. is like a big playground. Yeah, but then when really I'm actually is. here, yeah. I don't appreciate it. I say yeah. this place sucks. Oh, well, here's here's my argument against like go leaving so you can appreciate it. Yeah. How about not taking it for fucking granted in the first place? That's right. Maddox, me. Mm-hmm. What a hero. I'm a type of guy who doesn't take shit for granted. Every day I wake up is a good day. Yes. Yes. You're very cheery. I am a you, cheery guy. With the, with the Christmas sweater and all. Yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm wearing my Christmas sweater, my my Christmas vest, and, and a shirt. I dressed up for the occasion because I respect and appreciate this holiday. Mm. I love Christmas. It makes me happy. Yeah, well, by that argument, then, shouldn't you go visit your family and your hometown? Because no. being away from them makes you not want to take it for granted. What? No, I I appreciate it. that's another thing I don't take for granted is mm-hmm. the ability to not have to see my family. I love I love that having that freedom. I love exercising it. So here's what happened after that year of of shit, right? Let's just call it the year of shit, the Christmas of shit. Mm-hmm. I decided, all right, fuck that noise. My my friends and family, you know, uh, to be fair, they've kind of moved on. They have their their own families and things like that. I get it. I'm not going to go barge in on their fucking traditions. and we- I'm the weirdo who's still single in L.A. and living in this fucking town of weirdos, right? Mm. They, I don't expect them to conform to my lifestyle. That's not fair. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do a little thing out in Los Angeles. Maybe I'll just put out a little invitation and invite a few friends to come to Chinese dinner on Christmas out here. And I would have been happy if I got just a few friends to turn up. And w- to my surprise... The first time I did it in Los Angeles, 16 people showed up, 16 people, all my friends, and they showed up and we sat down at this Chinese dinner. It was fantastic. We all had a really good time. And when when the bill came, everybody threw in their money and it came to the exact 
dollar amount within 50 cents to a dollar. It came with it with including tip. Everyone threw in the right amount. It was great. Some of us went out drinking afterwards. It was a wonderful time. And I thought, you know what? Fuck families. Why go back home for the holidays? Hang out with your friends. You could hang out with your friends any day of the year. But for me, I can't hang out with my Nana any day of the year. And I don't even know if I can hang out with her any day of the year next year because she may have passed over by then. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Passed right. over. That's the... <laughs> That's the <laughs> passed away. <laughs> that's the one thing I'll, I'll give you is that if you don't go back home for the holidays, your nana might pass over. Yeah, that's <laughs> the risk because your parents are getting up there in age. My dad's getting old. He's he's eighty nine years old. Jeez. Yeah, my dad got it uh, got it done at an old age. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> making that batter. Yeah, this is a uplifting conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this though. You said you go back home to visit your nana, whatever. Now, look, different people have different nanas, and different nanas are, uh, you know, there's varying degrees of how cool they are. How cool is your nana? My nana is awesome. She's a smart woman. She's educated. She's very liberal. She's very open-minded, and she's wonderful to be around. She's non-judgmental, and she is a sweet little old woman from Arkansas who made it to Michigan, Mm, and became a teacher. She was a single mom. She became a superintendent. She got her PhD later in life, and she can still hold a long conversation at the age of 88. I think she's turned 88 this year. My dad's older than your grandma. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's nice. She sounds lovely. Yeah. Yeah, she does sound lovely. And my my Nana, uh, she's passed away, you know, Mm. uh, uh, bless her soul, but... She yes. she was kind of uh, different on the different side of the spectrum. She was very judgmental, very mm-hmm. conservative, and I would say that sounds like more your type. Yeah, like, an, like you'd rather an old lady be judgmental and conservative than be like all liberal. I wouldn't know any different. That's all I've ever known. Yeah. And every now and then I'll meet a liberal grandma, and I'm like, holy shit, this is mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. You get you have these like weird opinions. Like if I hear anything anti-Trump or anti-conservative coming from an older person, like past their sixties, I'm like. Damn, I have to do a double take. It's so unexpected. But my my, my grandma, she was pretty strict. Smacked me around a bunch. Mm. Um, not a not a ton, you know, the right amount. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then she also she also told me all these like uh, wives' tales about things I shouldn't do when I was a kid. Like I would always swallow cherry pits, and because I, th- I thought it was hilarious, because she told me not to one day. And then she said, "Listen, you little shit." You keep doing that. I don't even know if she said little shit. Maybe that's just the way the tone came across. The translation from Armenian. Yeah. <laughs> she said, listen, you little shit. You keep swallowing cherry seeds, you're going to get a tree inside you. There's going to be a tree that grows inside you. And I, after that day, I swear to God, I ate more, more cherry pits than I ever have before because <laughs> I wanted that tree. Mm. I wanted that tree, and I kept believing this this stuff. I got all these like crazy beliefs from my grandma. Like, if you pick your nose, it'll be too big. And I already got a big nose. I'm like, well, fuck it. What do I have to lose? I'm going to pick the shit out of it. (laughs) Okay, so how does this relate to going home for the holidays? Because some Nanas are kind of lame, all right? And what do you you have in common with your Nana? Maybe you have a lot, Pikey, but I didn't. I do have a lot in common, but it's kind of funny because she works so hard and I'm like a ding-dong Uber driver in L.A., like a Hollywood glamour puss, and she's like... The yeah. smart woman, but though we've lived completely different lives, we have a lot of parallels within our personality. So I like to cook with her. We'll have a glass of wine together, go out to dinner. At this age, she still wants to be out and about. I think we just enjoy the moment laughing and having a good time together and not taking things so seriously because my family was really waspy and conservative. 
And I think her Southern upbringing has made her more fun and able to laugh a little bit more and take Mm. life with ease, which is my way of moving on this planet. I can't even imagine laughing with my grandma. Uh, I don't think think we've ever laughed about anything. Uh, No wine to to be shared. Uh, We're not going out for dinner, that's for sure. Um, She cooked, you know, she cooked a lot and that was her thing, but uh, that's about it. So again, Going home for the holidays is a disaster waiting to happen. You got to see your shitty in-laws. Ah, oh, yeah, and then the, everybody, I, almost everybody I know has some drama in their family. I have some drama in my family. I don't want to go home and deal with that shit. Some of the last few, the last few times I went home, I'll tell this story. My mom, <laughs> she's going to love this if she's listening. She might be. She threatened to call the cops on me. Why? What did you do? So I went home. I was working on a project for an animated show which I haven't even announced. Some of the shows I work on, I don't even announce because it's not even in the preliminary phases where it's it looks promising. It, the only time I announce anything that I'm working on mm-hmm. is if it's promising and it's going to happen. And it's not coming for a long, long time. No, that's not true. But you were like, you announced your book, I think about seven and a half years ago. Wrong. No? Two. Oh, it seemed like seven and a yeah, half. Yeah, seemed okay. like it. Anyway, finish your point. Yeah. So I, I was working on this animated project for a big, big property. Uh, and I won't say which one because it didn't happen and there's like, you know, some still up in the air. But I went back home to get, I had some toys. Let's say, let's call it toys for this animated property. And because I was a big fan as a kid and I thought, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to get my old toys because they're very rare and they're they're collector's items. And this was a big, big animated, uh, this was a big property in the late 80s, early 90s. And I was being picked as the writer for this project. So I went home to get this stuff. And so I went back home and I told my mom, I said, hey, I'm just going to go uh, downstairs and get get some of my stuff. She goes, no, no, you can't. Not without your brother there. I'm like, why? She goes, because you might steal something. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to? I'm an adult. What the fuck am I going to steal? I, there's, and it's just shit. Well, why does she think it's your character to steal something? Yeah. Uh, exactly. What the fuck would I even steal? I don't, I'm like, okay, well, why don't you come downstairs with me? And then you can supervise me, okay? Make sure I don't pickpocket your fucking precious junk. And by the way, I, there's this room in my house that's just full of fucking Tupperware. And it's never been used. It's brand new fucking Tupperware and vases and pressure cookers and rice cookers and record players and garbage. What the fuck am I going to steal? It's garbage. Wait, I've heard of this. I thought this was a myth. So this is actually like the as seen on TV stuff yeah. that has been bought and put in a room. Right. I thought this was a cliche. This is a real thing. No. My mom has a, a room filled to the brim with Tupperware and garbage. And and I don't want any of it. So I told my mom, I said, look, I'm going downstairs. I'm going to just get some of my belongings. You know what they are. I told you what they are. And if I take anything else... Then you can ring the alarm bells. And so she comes downstairs with me. She goes, this is wrong. I said, what's wrong? I'm just getting some of my old belongings. I I used to live here. You know, I spent 20-something years of my life at this fucking house. So I'm I'm picking up some of my stuff. And she, like, just starts to lose it. She's like, you need to leave. I said, okay, fine. I'm leaving. And I'm not coming back. (laughs) This is my family. This is my shitty family. So I'm like... You, you're going to accuse me of stealing shit? You're going to accuse me of being a thief? Uh, and I just want to get a few of my belongings? Fuck it. Why do I ever have to come home again? I don't need you. I don't need this. Mm. I don't need this drama. I don't need these accusations. I don't need this garbage. This nonsense. So I got my belongings, and I'm about to leave. My aunt comes over, and she's like, Maddox, listen. 
You need to. It's like you need to listen to your mom. I'm like, what are you talking about? Is it is everyone out of their fucking minds? Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> she pulled me aside yeah. afterwards, and she's like, No, no, you're right. Everything's cool. And uh, like, of course, I'm fucking right. I'm just getting to view my things. One, oh, another one of your aunt's uh, pep talks. This was another aunt. Oh. I have another. I have an aunt who gave me uh, my first pep talk about sex, and it's the only person in my entire family who's ever talked to me about sex. She just pulled me aside, and I've told this story before on the podcast, but I'll tell you, Pikey, just so you have a reference of my family. She she pulls me aside, and she goes, hey, Maddox, listen. She had a real gruff voice. I was 16 years old. She goes, Maddox, have you had, have you started having sex yet? And I'm like, oh, uh, no, I no, I don't know. I'm uh, No. And she's like, well, listen, women are whores. <laughs> she goes, Pump them and dump them. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, she goes, yeah, they're whores. They, you, don't want, you don't want to have anything to do with them. And I said, okay, thank, thank you, Auntie. And uh, that was it. That was my one and only pep talk. With uh, Aren't you like 100% Armenian immigrant? How'd, how'd you get some crazy Ar- American lady in the family? Did, did one of your uncles marry this lady? Is that who she is? No, she's uh, she's my dad's uh, sister. And uh, she, I think she, she spent a lot of time. She, in- how does she talk like one of Marge Simpson's uh, sisters? <laughs> she spent a lot of time in California, I think. Um, uh, yeah, so that'll do it. Sounds do like it. she could have been the whore and she's speaking from experience. Yeah, she has her reasons. Hey, no judgments. That. Doesn't matter. Whatever. The, <laughs> not whatever calling the... your aunt a whore. I'm not calling your aunt a whore. <laughs> I think you just called my aunt a whore, Pikey. I didn't know. <laughs> well, then it no. sounds like an argument for going home. You get the the pep talk from your aunt. Where oh. else are you going to learn about sex? So, 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 yeah. I, I guess the internet or porno. Like, it's a better source. No, I think. don't learn from porno. Oh. I am so sorry. I'm so passionate about this because the things that kids do in the porno. Can we talk about kids? sex? Yeah, let's talk okay. about yeah. So sex. let's. Let's talk about this move that people do in porno where men jab their fingers inside of a woman like this and it feels like a tampon going in and out on like hyper hyperdrive, like <laughs> a guys, drill. You guys have to watch this on YouTube, see what she's doing. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. No, like be gentle down there for fuck's sake. I mean, like that feels better. Like we're, we're not made of steel down there. Like. And in pornos, they think that the vagina is like made of hard plastic. I don't know. It's and the acting. Those girls are great actresses. I got to tell you, these should be winning Academy Awards because it's not fun. It looks actually pretty painful a lot, but they make it look like it's like the best feeling in the whole wide world. Okay, look. They, they do make sex look like a violent act in a lot of pornos. Yeah. Like she's getting choked. I mean, like not just choked, but like. Just fucking suffocated. Just drilled. I mean, kids aren't even going to learn about lube. They just think it's just you can just drill and drill and drill for hours down there. But like no one stops to like, hey, we need some lube. It's just don't. It's like gotten so worse. I mean, like Skinamax was more realistic than the stuff that's graphically out there on the Internet. I mean, look, there's two extremes. Skinamax is too softcore. And then you get the weird hardcore shit, which is like, damn, they are. uh, That's a fucking pecker wrecker they're they're demolishing that that poor vagina or or ass which you know we talked about a, a long time ago on the show the most overrated sex positions mm-hmm. and uh i think ruckus choice was anal mine was blowjobs and we had a porn star on an actual adult performer who chose 69 as her most overrated position but there's those are two extremes there's types of porn you can watch like the homemade stuff where people just upload their own videos and it's just like oh it's just two people having sex all right that's a normal thing but back to back to the whole sex talk with your family mm-hmm. going back home for the holidays let me finish this story the one where uh, mm-hmm. my mom threatened to call the cops on me yeah right so when I went home 
I didn't have, this was like pre-Uber, pre-Lyft, anything like that. So I didn't have any transportation. Before I came, my mom said, no, no, don't worry about it. We got three cars. It'll be fine. You can borrow one of the cars. I said, great. No problem. So she gave me one of her minivans. I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm not too proud to drive a minivan. Fuck it. I'll drive a minivan. So I said, okay, well, I'm taking the minivan to go back to my hotel, and that's where I'm going to spend the rest of my time. And uh, before I leave, I'll come drop the car off and then uh, take a cab out to the airport. Right? That was the plan. She goes, fine. I said, fine. All right. See ya. So I left. Then I get a text from my mom. She's like, hey, where are you? I said, I'm working at a coffee shop because that's what I do. I work. And uh, I, I had my laptop on me, and I was writing. And she said, I need my car back. I said, well, you said I could borrow it just for the day. She says, I need it now. I said, why do you need it? She goes, I'm installing a six-disc CD changer. <laughs> what? You know you know the Armenians. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking What do you mean? What do you, you, was this, did you have this planned? She goes, yeah, I had it planned. I had it scheduled, and I need it now. I said, well, I'm sorry. I can't leave now. My flight's in a couple hours. By the time I come home and come and go back, I won't have any time to work. I'm fi- I got a deadline. You've fucked me enough on this trip. No. And she goes, if you don't return the car, I'm going to call the police and report it stolen. And I said, what the fuck? This is this is my family. This is my family. This is what I'm uh, what I'm dealing with. So I said, OK, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to the airport now. And she goes, what do you mean? And I, I said, you'll, you'll find out. So I hung up the phone, and I just drove straight to the airport. And I decided I'm going to park the car in short-term parking, which is very expensive. So I, I went into short-term parking, parked it there. There was two lots. And I called my mom. I said, hey, the car is down at the airport. Come find it. Then I, <laughs> I went to the gate, and I paid an extra, I think, $100, $150 just to change my flight to an earlier flight by one hour. I was so fucking fed up with Utah, my family, that whole shit experience. Everything sucked. And that's what I don't want to go back home to. What, Rucka? I was just giving you the sound effect. Yeah, thank you. I think that's the first time I've used that. Yeah. This is you triggered. Yeah. I I was tired. I mean, look at that shit they put me through. I went back home just to have a nice experience with my family, pick up a few of my belongings for a project I was working on, a very important project. Oh, yeah? What project was it? Sounds sounds important. I'm not going to announce it. What do you mean? This This was in the days of CD disc changers. This was before Uber and Lyft. This was a long time ago. Uh... Well, it's a property that may still be in development. Oh. And you don't I want don't... to spoil the surprise. This I... is something you were working on when your mom was getting a, a CD changer installed in her, in I, her car. I, I don't, I partially don't want to mention it, and, and uh, I partially can't mention it because of non disclosure agreements and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was a, a property that I worked on. It was going to be a very big cartoon mm. on either Cartoon Network or Comedy Central. Mm. And uh, I went back home to get don't, some. Of my don't toys. announce it now. Yeah, it's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like the Hollywood curse. You talk about something that hasn't happened and never happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't sucks. really mention things until it's gonna yeah. actually. Wouldn't, happen. wouldn't want this to never happen. It's yeah. it's only been a decade. It, it's not gonna happen. This is this is oh. probably not gonna happen. I gotcha. Think. Yeah. Okay. So so anyway, uh, yeah, those are those are the types of experiences I would have when I'd go back home for the holidays. Why subject yourself to that? Yeah. There's. There, there you go, Pikey. There's your his argument against visiting home. Yeah. Okay, I guess that you can say it does. You have to kind of put your shit aside, get over yourself a little bit for the time. As much as it sucks, you have to let your you have to leave your ego in L.A. You have to go home, and it sounds like from a psychological perspective, maybe maybe you are you want your family to pay more attention to you, or like you want you want the quality time. That's and you're not getting it right. 
Well, yeah, a I mean, psychological I, perspective because I'm not going to I'm not going to you can psychoanalyze me. Do you have mm-hmm. any psychological background? Yes. Okay, um, let's hear it. I studied psychology in college. Mm. Okay. She yes. she graduated too. She's I have not my like bachelor's you. in psychology. She has a bachelor's degree. <laughs> I am the foremost academic authority who's hosting the show. Um, but you you actually have a bachelor's degree in psychology, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So so also another learned person on the show, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Two learned people. Yeah, I forgot everything people. I learned. LA has made me dumb. Mm. I've gotten dumb by living in Hollywood. It's really dumbed me down mm. to the point where like I will I kind of really should take a class again. And that's my fault for allowing myself to become stupefied. Well, something that I just said woke up a little kernel of psychological academia that you had back in the uh, back of your mind. <laughs> so what was that? Because it sounds you said that it sounds like I wanted attention from my family. It sounds like because you said you mentioned that they are watching TV and then they're really into their stuff. So it sounds like you wish that they were a little more into you. And maybe you're not getting that quality time because they're more into their things and they don't appreciate the time that you took to come home. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I'll give you that. I think that's that's accurate. Why wouldn't I? Because I spent all this time and money. I think that it's, you know, my time is valuable. Is it Definitely. all about time and money? Yes. Or is it about the attention that you never got? Well, <laughs> if I'm going to spend my time and my money mm. doing something. Is it about time and money? <laughs> yes. Because if I spend my time and money doing something. Yes. Right? Is it time and money that you need I, from them? I, I want no. I don't. I don't need time and money from them. Mm-hmm. But if I spend that time and money, then it amplifies how little people appreciate you. If you're going there and you're spending your time and your money to go see them, and then they're sitting mm-hmm. sitting around watching CNN, isn't that a shitty thing? Wow. So uh, yeah, can't believe. I would agree. You know what? I'm gonna. Hey, look at that! It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> who would who would guess that somebody with your upbringing and family would end up hating kids so much? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even hate kids. It's just noisy. Mm. I love kids. Kids say things how they are. They say the funniest things. I say the things how they are. Things. I say the darnest things. Yeah, good point. You say funnier stuff. Yeah, I say funnier say, stuff than kids. These guys come up with material like <laughs> yeah. like full scripts. He yeah, he's produced YouTube videos right? of him telling jokes and being funny. Yeah, he's funnier than your average kid uh-huh way funnier he's pretty funny. better looking stronger i can run faster he can run faster mm-hmm. he's funnier do math he can i have le- math about the same amount of hair as a baby mm-hmm. so what <laughs> else is what else is there? yeah what else is there <laughs> what else is there going home for the holidays um i think it's the element of laziness that you're home and you're you're so comfortable it's your house it's your home if me- you feel comfortable i get to be lazy in my home Okay. I like that. Great. I can be lazy. I Being lazy pisses me off. When I'm lazy, I, I just feel like I should be doing something and my hair starts to fall out. What mm. le- little I have left starts to fall out because of, of anxiety. But let me ask you this, uh, Pikey. You said you love kids, right? I do. Uh, here's an, here, I just want an honest answer, and I want you to consider this just for a second. Who would you rather spend time with? Like you, I know we just met. Would you rather spend time with a kid or a kid who looks like me and has my personality, but it still is like the size of a kid. I'd rather spend time with a kid. Okay. Wrong, wrong, wrong answer. Wrong answer. Apparently. Absolutely wrong. Wrong answer. And another one of these. Okay. Because I'm, I'm much more adorable. I have better opinions. I've read books. Mm. I, have, I have keen insight. And I have a fucking podcast network. What does a kid have? Yeah. I don't want to hear about any of that. That's why I like hanging out with kids. <laughs> this is like the most LA 
you two are like the biggest L.A. duo I've ever looked at. You got the the man-child that's still mad at his parents and fucking wants to be a kid and won't fucking stop bragging about everything. And then you've got the girl who's been, who's lived in every state, who's been with Greenpeace, who ditched some guys in Oregon to go spend a year finding her Native American self in the ski in the ski resorts of Utah, and now drives Uber in, in L.A. and uh, talk talks shit about sugar babies. What is this? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Yeah. I talk shit because I'm jealous of them. Those girls are not, fucking you, loaded. You could you could easily be a sugar baby. Is that Thank right? Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's not maybe. A, I mean, it's a compliment, but like any. Girl Girl can, any decent looking girl can, right? It's not like you have to like sign up and hope they accept your submission. I'll put my resume on seeking arrangements tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so back to back to the family though, going home for the holidays. What else is there? Okay, outside of spending time with your family, then you can see your old friends. And by the way, if you have moved to a big city and you're going back to your small town, there's one of two possible outcomes. Either they will You'll go right back into your old routines and you'll click again. Or they may resent you a little bit for moving away and they will consider you a lesser friend. Well, Rucka, you, Rucka, you're nodding. Just the idea that the small town folks, they resent you for actually doing something with your yeah. fucking life because it's your way of telling them this could be you. Right. And, and in some way, it's a rejection of their lifestyle, is it mm-hmm. not? Yeah, there is. I think there's... I'm from Gross Point. There's a lot of Gross Pointers in LA. However... Gross Point is a waspy, conservative, repressive environment. So when I go back there and I'm like, hey, I'm living my life in L.A., I always get this judgment from people. And it's like my parents' friends to people I grew up with. And they're like, oh, well, how's that working out for you? Mm. That's the question I get. And I always just want to be like, fuck you. How's your life working out for you? Get Mm. fucked. How about your fucking boring ass life? I get that shit all the time from my mom. She's like, Maddox, you should move back home. There's a three-bedroom apartment you could rent for, like, 900 bucks or $1,000. Good point. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, that sounds amazing. There's a two-car garage, a front and backyard for a, a grand. Are you fucking kidding me? You don't even me? have one car. What do you need a two-car garage for? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a good point, Rucka. I'm not going to impugn you for that. True. Um, so, so, it sounds amazing, right? But the thing is, the struggles of living in a small town like that no longer become financial, but they become psychological definitely and that's why i think there's a big opiate epidemic especially like in these towns i mean it's so boring yeah there's nothing to do (laughs) i I told my mom i said listen i could come back home to utah to relative financial security and and actually just more security in life you know where you're you know your routine you're gonna have your normal comfort zones and that sort of thing but the the difficulty of living in utah is that the only thing to do every night is sit there with a gun in your mouth. There is, there is, there is that's the number one pastime. There's like fucking nothing to do. It's awful, uh, except for the, it has a really amazing coffee scene for some reason, and really good theaters for some reason, like really good independent theaters and uh, a few decent brew pubs. I'm making Salt Lake sounds pretty, sound pretty. I think good, like actually. the outdoor life is amazing. Like you can go to Moab for the weekend. You can go up the canyons and hang out there. I used to do that all the time with my friends. We used to just go up to. Up Sandy, like over by the Alta Ski Resort, yeah, and just go kick it up there. It was so nice. But you have to have friends who are into that; you otherwise, a, you'll yeah. never be exposed to it. Like, for example, I grew up in Utah. The, you know, the, on the license plates in Utah, it says uh, the greatest snow on Earth, and that's what I've been told my whole fucking life. And yeah, it snows a lot, and I see it, and it's wonderful. But then I never went snowboarding or skiing. The first time I did was out in in California. 
I went to this uh, little town called Big Bear, and I tried snowboarding for the first time, and I fucking loved it. And now I'm a huge snowboarding fan. And when I get out there, I get out of my car, and everyone's booting up and putting on their snow pants and everything. And out of every fucking car is the thrashiest metal, Pantera. It fucking rocks. And I look around, I'm like, these are my people, except they're huge bros and douchebags. Hmm. So I'm like, kind of. But so they're your people. <laughs> they're kind of my people. A lot of them are real uh, meatheads. But mm. I love snowboarding, and I learned that in California, not not back home in Utah. That's interesting. I wonder yeah. why. Maybe you're taking it for granted in Utah. The thing is, I didn't have any friends who were into that shit. Oh, that's true. You do need to have friends. I got lucky. and My friends were all really outdoorsy, so I became an outdoorsy person. Actually, in fact, I can say the time I lived in Utah, I was the healthiest. 100%. Really? Yes. I'll, I'll tell you. I, well, <laughs> maybe the debate should be... Uh, Pike, you should be saying why you should visit Utah for the holidays and you should be making the argument for visiting Gross Point. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a good one. I just, you know, that triggered me. I'm going to have to dig myself on that one. Because you don't like people going to Gross Point? I have a love-hate relationship with Gross Point. I never fit in growing up there because it was so... There's just something about the waspy environment that didn't suit my personality. And the guys are little dicks. They're like little bitches in khaki pants and polos <laughs> who can't even fucking play football because they're afraid of scuffing their nails up. And they think they're the shit because their dad owns a fucking factory. But they're just these little bitch boys running around. And I don't know. I, 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 I hate them. I <laughs> vehemently hate them. I hate gross point bitch boys. So the type of so, guy you're into is more masculine, more rugged. Um, a guy who wears a Christmas Christmas vest, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what you like the more like rugged guy, and that you you're saying it sounds like they're a little bit more sensitive over there. Yeah, they are. I mean, the Utah guys were hot because they were like they were smart guys, they were outdoorsy guys, and they weren't as into getting fucked up. Gross point has a culture where kids and a lot of the guys a lot of the boys like they like to get really fucked up like they think it's so cool to get high and and they start doing that doesn't happen anywhere else well no it (laughs) happens everywhere but actually gross point is unique to having that there was like it was studied because i think there i have to look it up but there was some study about the high school i went to because they had there was so much underage drinking and it was like it's cool there's like there was like this culture of cool like the class of 05 their their motto was class of 05 drinks and drives what? like mm-hmm. who brags about drinking and driving in They're high school <laughs> they were losers the class of yeah. 05 at gross point south high school were a bunch of degenerative fucks i was supposed to graduate in that class you know, uh, this kind of brings to mind sort of like a thought that I have, which is like, you know, back in like Gross Point, all these like aristocrats, they're like super into material things, but like they kind of reject like the mental side of, of life. Would you say that's kind of what you're oh, saying? Oh, yeah, that's what definitely mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's it's so much of keeping up with the Joneses. It's like this culture of the 50s that's really having a hard time in 2017 because Gross Point's tried to maintain itself in a bubble. But things are changing because it's had to because the housing bubble burst. So mm. you had all these really snotty, waspy people who were foreclosing on their homes. Oh, shit. And a little part of me lit up inside when I saw that. Yeah, real, real estate. <laughs> it's always good to hear about that. But um, so, Sorry. yeah. So, yeah, no. So, like, these super rich, you know, old money types, that it's like they're so into material things and they're not big fans of, like, independent thinking. No. But then, like, in L.A., you've got these, you know, the comedy crowd, the fucking sketch comedy crew that, like... They love thinking big and they love comedy and ideas, but like it's like they reject material things. It's like they pride themselves in being out of shape and dressing sloppy and 
and just being unattractive, a lot of them. Would you say that those are just two two sides of the same coin? Two sides picking different sides of this material spiritual dichotomy. Is that what you're? Is that what you you would say, Jess, uh, Jessica Pikey? Because I would. I, I guess I would say that. I mean, good. All right. Wow. Anyway, yeah. back to visiting home. No, I'm good just thing kidding. You didn't leave that argument. That was any, deep. Any, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I like both. I like thinking big, and I love I like I like working out. I like material things, and I like ideas. You got to have both. Yeah, I'm, wow, what a balanced person, wow, Rucka. Oh my god. Real balance. The, the, of the first positive thing Maddox has heard. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> probably no, a positive thing earlier. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh let's get back to a little bit about the 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 kids thing, right? Uh cuz we talked about kids and I, I actually wrote about them in my book and the my problem with kids in general is their sense of entitlement to everything. Kids are the most entitled. They don't ask, they demand. They just point and grunt at the things that they want, and then they throw a fit if they don't have it. That's my problem with kids, and then spending time with them, especially with my 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 friends' houses when I go over to them and they have kids. The kids want to show me their stuff. They want to drag me around the house like, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. Uncle Maddox, look at this. And I'm like, I'm not your uncle. And then they, <laughs> they, take, me, they take me to another thing. Like, hey, look at this thing. I'm like, great. Okay, let's play with it. And they're like, no, no, let me show you another thing. I'm like, well, you just showed me this fucking thing. Can we just sit down for a minute? Can, we just, can I just catch my breath? I'm just looking at this thing now. See, there it is. It's back to the stuff. The kids are showing you the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my whole fucking life. <laughs> Everyone just wants to show me their stuff. Is it because you never got any stuff as a kid? No, I got I got stuff. Mm. There, was a, there was a time growing up where we were lower middle income uh our family and there was you know money was tight we didn't get a lot of gifts so it meant a lot to me when i got a game for christmas or a holiday or something like that i would spend all my time playing that game and really just getting through getting every little bit and piece that you can getting every ounce of entertainment that i could from that game so there were those times for sure i've definitely seen those times but Later on in life, I got a bunch of stuff. I got a bunch of games and toys and things like that, especially when I got my first job. I was able to afford my own shit, and I realized how cheap my parents have always been because I went out and I bought some stuff. I'm like, this shit's not expensive. Mm. I got to buy, buy candy and toys and things. It's not that well, much. They, they had mouths to feed as well. Yeah, well, I did too when I grew up. Yeah, but they had you, yours and their own to feed. They didn't have a bunch of extra money to spend on stuff. I guess. It's fucking Utah. We always had these bales of hay and all mm-hmm. like bales of uh, wheat. Yeah. And uh, bar- bar- no, barrels of wheat and all these mm-hmm. uh, rations and things. like Food always seemed like it was plentiful. Plus, I grew up on an orchard, so we had just a fucking garden producing bushels of apples and apricots and cherries and things like that. That's the one thing I do miss, actually, is yeah, going well, picking that shit. That's really nice. I mean, Utah does have the whole culture of food storage yeah which is huge it's it's huge out in utah every house in utah they are the most prepared for natural disaster every house has one of these i went to one of my friend's houses uh not too long ago and he's like hey you want to see my uh my food seller i'm like sure i, I guess and he goes he goes okay check this out and he pull, pulls aside this bookcase like a hidden compartment in his house and we walk in it's like you know every utah food seller i've ever seen just stacked to the brim with food water medical supplies bandages everything <laughs> It's a it's part of the culture out there, and we had one too. Ours was a, ours doubled as a bomb. I shelter. mean, what would Utah look like after a disaster compared to before? Everyone would look just fine. It would, I mean, <laughs> it would look exactly Utah the same. Utah would be fine. People would help each other out. They'd go out their way, yeah. and help one another out. Yeah, there is there is that culture in Utah. It is pretty nice. 
But uh, other than that, no reason to go home. It's just a, a big sack of depression and anxiety. Well, I I mean, I don't do gifts with my family, and I don't like the gift aspect of Christmas. I yeah. I don't like it a lot. I think it's a orgy of consumerism, it's, and I don't really want to participate. I like the holiday cookies, or maybe like a gift here and there. Oh, you know, it's the gift of giving. That's such bullshit. I really don't like going to the store and buying things. So no. No, I'll get like Groupons for people. Well, that's nice. <laughs> it's a little experience. Well, not me. I fucking love it because we got some gifts today, which oh, we're going to get to in just a second. We'll wrap up the debate there because we do have a lot of gifts and voicemail to get to. Any final words, Pikey, on why you should visit your family uh, for the holidays? Should you go back home for the holidays? I think you should go back home to the holidays, get over your bullshit, spend time, <laughs> make memories that you'll have forever. Uh, make it less about the gifts and more about the time you spend. But don't put too much emphasis or pressure on the time. I mean, kind of take it easy. Well, I'll say this. I This is my final word on the matter, too. A long time ago, I decided I used to spend thousands of dollars on my friends for gifts every Christmas. And I realized like it just wasn't making me happy. Uh, I was getting them thousands of dollars of stuff. And I always felt like I was falling short of their expectations, even though I spent a lot of money trying to, you know, um, respect my friends. And I decided, you know what? No more. This isn't making me happy. I don't want to do that anymore. And I sent an email to all my friends saying, hey, guys, uh, don't get me anything this year. If you're expecting something, please don't. Uh, I'm not going to get you guys gifts anymore. I'm just going to spend that money on myself. And I did. (laughs) I I never felt happier. I, I went traveling. I spent that money seeing the world. I went to France. I went to London. I had a great time, and that's what I recommend you do. But in exchange, in return, what I said to my friends is, rather than buying you gifts one time a year around Christmas, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get you guys gifts anytime I see something that I that reminds me of you, and you pop into my head. So you're going to receive gifts from me year-round. And I actually did that. I uh, saw things that I, I knew my friends would like, and... I just bought it on the on the fly, and uh, you know, every now and then I'd surprise them with something. It was much nicer that way. That's the end of the story. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah, look at that. Another what, what, Christmas hold, miracle. Hold on. What? I've never seen you buy anything for anyone, so you must have never thought of me when you've ever seen anything. <laughs> and Pikey, what what do you mean? Isn't that consumerism? Buying your friends stuff when you, when you see a no, a that's, product. It's that more thoughtful you? year round. It's the spontaneity of it. I think that's more thoughtful than Christmas where you have to do it and it's obligatory. It. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's interesting is the only reason Christmas is what it is. The only reason Christmas became this giant holiday it used to just be you go to church at midnight and eat a wafer like, you know, historically it was not a big deal. What made Christmas such a popular holiday is the industrial revolution, consumerism, prosperity, abundance, everyone having lots of money to throw around. What are you rolling your eyes for? I don't know if I would agree with that. What do you mean you don't know if you'd agree with that? You've never even heard of this concept. Yes, I have. Then, then you, tell I, me it's what it's wrong. Every fucking week I hear this concept. Yes, every week I tell <laughs> yes. you the history of Christmas. Yeah. There was Christmas was the fucking big goofy Santa Claus in the in the red suit. That's fucking Coca-Cola that invented yeah, Coca-Cola that. Coca-Cola invented yeah. that. Yeah. So you fu- that the you're, only you're, reason we know what Christmas is, there would be no fucking Home Alone movies if not for fucking consumerism Coca-Cola. and yeah. all that shit. Yeah. Same with Thanksgiving, too. Another w- wonderful holiday that prosperity and abundance brought us about. So in a way, we owe it to consumerism that these holidays even exist. The only reason we're able to sit around with our families and our nephews and nieces and eat lots of food really is because of consumerism. 
Wow, I'm officially woke now. Yeah, was that, the rap, was that a wrap up? Red Pill Society. <laughs> oh, do you want to wrap you, up? Do, I think was was that it? I don't think it was officially it. Oh, I okay. think if, I I felt the passion and the heat in that one. Yeah, I am woke. Hashtag woke. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're uh, Red Pill Society here every week. Paradigm listen. shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is this the wrap up time? Let's hear the wrap up. Yeah. Okay. You know, so Maddox tells me, hey, me and my friends are getting Chinese food on Christmas. And I said, hey, I have an idea. How about, since Chinese food sucks in L.A., we get some Korean barbecue? Yeah, fucking Korean barbecue. Don't even hit a button. Don't do anything. You don't, you don't even be smiling right now. That's in a form of expression. And, uh, and, I, and he goes, oh, well, I don't know. We already made plans for Chinese food. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I, I get it. This is not my thing. I'm just kind of sort of being included in it, but it's your, it's the cool people. It's the cool kids. It's uh, the, the cool kids getting Chinese food on Christmas. It's not about me. Yeah, I'll try to make it, but, you know, don't worry about me. No, no need to shift plans. A, a shitty Chinese food sounds great. The only reason this fucking tradition exists is because Jews in New York started getting Chinese food. In New York, where there's good Chinese food, why this takes place in L.A. where there is no good Chinese food, there is nothing but good Korean food is beyond me. Korean barbecue on ch- on Christmas should be the new tradition starting, well, not this year because this year apparently is set in stone. Thank you, Maddox, for letting me grace your presence in this cool kids Christmas club of yours that I'm just so fortunate to be involved with. Thank you. Looking looking forward, everybody. Looking forward. Thank it's you. It's a wrap up. Wow, what a snarky fuck answer to that uh, to that genuine, nice, warm invitation. It was. I'll tell you why, and I told Rucka this beforehand, so I'm going to tell you guys here on the podcast so you know as well. L.A. is the land of picky fucks. Am I right, Pikey? Yeah, but they're not... They don't have any taste to be picky. I mean, mm. the food is pretty bland at a lot of these places. It's not like... You have to really find good places to eat, but people are picky about, you know why people are picky in LA? Because they're a bunch of fucking actors who didn't make it. So anytime they go out to eat, they're like, they're on stage. Yeah. Well, I'll also say this much. LA, I've never been to a place that has more diversity in food, diets, and food options. So everyone can have their own fucking picky little thing. Diversity? Yeah, and How about two kinds of Chinese food? Good and bad. There's no good Chinese food. Yes, there is in Alhambra. Everyone's too what? fucking lazy to go another 30 minutes. There's I'll, Alhambra. I'll, I'll, Alhambra. Fucking, I'll fucking travel the globe to get good Chinese food in L.A. Are you kidding me? San Fernando Valley. You go there. There's fucking Chinese on the uh, Bullshit. Up and down. You can't spit and not hit I a good Chinese restaurant. I ha- I've, I was, I've been to the valley a number of times. San Fernando Valley. It's not oh, the valley. Oh, San Fernando Valley. I'm sorry. Which valley were you, did you think I was when talking about? When people in L.A. talk about the valley, they mean North Hollywood and Studio City. That's the valley. Wait, it's not it, San San Fernando Valley. That is San Fernando Valley. Not as I'm talking about Alhambra, shithead. What the fuck is Alhambra? Alhambra. It's a a fucking place. Sounds like a fucking ISIS took over the fucking portion of LA and named it. Fucking uh, Rucka over here, the the fucking planner, the schemer with his uh, Korean barbecue. The problem is, last time uh, Pikey, I went to get Korean barbecue in LA. I went with with uh, there was four of us, right? Three of my friends. One of them couldn't eat sesame seeds. One of them couldn't eat soy. Another one couldn't eat any seafood, and all three of them didn't like kimchi. <laughs> so that's that's my fucking experience trying to take people to Korean barbecue. If I'm going to go to Korean barbecue, I'm going to go with pre-selected people. Mm. People who know what they're in for point. or are open to new experiences. I get it. I get it. I no. love Korean barbecue. Yeah. It's great. See? Because you're that's classy. Yeah. She's from Gross Point. She yeah. under, she has taste. Yeah. Okay? 
Yeah. Just like you from right. from Salt Lake suburbs in Utah. You 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 know what good food is. But Damn these right. these classless people in LA, they know nothing about food. They think Chinese food in LA is acceptable. LA does have a lot of tacky people, I have to say. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about it. It does. I'm tacky looking. I'm at checking me. out Look, your, your coat. I know. <laughs> I'm one of them. I kind of like being I like the tackiness too. That's one of the reasons why I didn't want to stay in classy gross point was I wasn't classy enough for gross point in many ways. Pikey, I really wasn't. Pikey for those who who are not watching the YouTube ch- uh, channel, which by the way you should watch mm-hmm. and subscribe, this is amazing. You're going to want to watch this one. Yeah, Pikey's wearing. It looks like if you had, uh, <laughs> like you're yes. wearing the fur of a, a giant pink Sasquatch, and it's amazing. And you and then you you're wearing this like a. It's almost like a beanie, but it looks like a, a beanie that a flapper would wear. Is that yes, correct? Yes, that is. I was going yeah. for an old timey look. Flapper chic. That's what that's what Pikey's wearing. You guys got to see this video. It's amazing. Mm. Uh, but. We should also unwrap another gift. Yeah. Because we got so many from our fans. Guys, we have the best fans on the show. It's amazing. I got another package. Now, I'm holding this up. I'm going to let everyone in the studio really take this in. I'm holding it up for camera as well. It's a nice box. And on it, it says Hotel Sacher. Wein. Wien? Wien. It's German. Or Austrian, rather. Because we got a gift from superfan Fabian. And I'm going to open this up here. It's a nice wooden box, and inside is a beautiful chocolate Jesus. cake. Oh my gosh! This is one of the the nicest chocolate cakes I've ever seen. Oh this my thing, God. yeah, it's it's and it's dense too. Came with a little card here, mm, dense and brown. Yeah, it's, it's dense chocolatey. And brown. Dense and brown. Ruck is not getting any. Uh, it says here, <laughs> "Thank you for another year of pure brilliance, mm. Fabian." It looks like. Uh, one of those cakes you see in a high-end restaurant or hotel or something, or, or in maybe gross like point. A, in Gross Point, maybe it does. I was thinking that. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is amazing. I'm yeah. gonna hold this up for camera too, if you guys are watching on YouTube. But I can't wait to dig into this thing. That's very uh, nice. It's very nice, and it even mm-hmm. has like a chocolate stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine, we don't we don't eat this well in LA very often. We so really don't. Thank you, Fabian. Yeah, thank you, Fabian. I can't thank wait you. to try this out. Looks mm-hmm. amazing. What a nice, thoughtful gift. And we have one more gift over here. I'll just open them all up. These are good gifts. Right? They're they're fantastic gifts. This one is, I don't even know what it is or who it's from. It, it's uh, wrapped and it came from, it looks like an Amazon. Yeah, it's from Amazon here. So we got two oh. bags here. There's a gray one in here and we've got a red one. Mm. These are both uh, gift bags, wow. Christmas gift bags. There are some cards on it, so let's uh, let's go ahead and take a look at this. Uh, the first one, the gray card, says, "Under direct instruction of the Queen of England, do not open until December 25th." The Queen of England, holy shit! This might this might be all the way from the UK. Wow. And the other card, the other card on it says, "Dear Lord Maddox, you are now as much of a lord as I am. Oh my gosh, this might be a gift from Lord Matthew. Holy shit. Wow. He says, please use your new British powers wisely and with great responsibility. Thank you again for being so kind to me and I hope we remain good friends forever. Lord Matthew. Holy wow. cow, Lord Matthew, fantastic. I, want, I can't wait to see what this gift is. Find out. Yeah, I'm really excited to see this now. Okay, I'm opening up the uh, the red package here and inside it, Hope it's a fucking this is suspenseful. Nintendo. It's a, it's a Nintendo Switch. No, uh, let's see. It's uh, well, it's from Amazon. It is what, 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 what? Become a lord or lady. Mm. Ready to ship. This is its own one square foot of land on the grounds of Dunnan's Castle in Scotland. 
Holy shit, I'm a landowner in Scotland. I own one square inch of ground, mm. a one square foot of he ground in Scotland. sent you a box of dirt? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lord now. That's awesome. Holy shit, Lord Matthew. Thank you. Wow. You guys will here on refer to me as Lord Maddox. And I'm not going to accept anything else. And if you guys call me anything else, I'm going to edit it from this episode. I'm going to edit you from this episode. I am now a lord. Lord Maddox. You own a box of dirt? I own... <laughs> <laughs> I am a lord in Scotland. Can we get uh, 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 some Gross Point real estate sent over here, too? They're into aristocracy. Well, thank you, Lord Matthew. That's an amazing gift. Thank you to Julie. Thank you to Fabian. These are amazing gifts. We have the best fans on the show. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. If you guys want to send us any care packages, anything like that, please send me a message on Facebook or Twitter. I'll send you the address. We'll figure it out. We'll sort it out. And also, some people have sent me some books that they want me to sign and send back. I'll do that as well, occasionally, uh, if I have time. Right now, I do, because I just wrapped up a few new projects and a lot new, uh, lot of new YouTube videos coming in the wings. Yeah. Yeah. That's what awesome. the intro was a reference to, the intro of the show. But we should do a quick wrap-up of last week's debate. Mm-hmm. Last week, Pikey, we debated whether or not you should bring dates to holiday parties. What's your gut? What do you think? Should you or should you not? I think you should. The more, the merrier. And it kind of breaks up the awkwardness. Yeah, the Mm. tension. It's a good tension breaker. Well, we put it to the vote on madcastmedia.com. That's where you go to vote on these. And with 61% of the vote, the audience voted no. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shitty idea because I argued that you shouldn't. You said you shouldn't. Why? Yeah. Because if you, if it's just a date, you don't know that person that well. They could either embarrass you, say something racist, which I dated a girl yeah. for three months one time. So that's that's exactly what shit. might happen. Yeah. You should, though, because then it gives people something to talk about and laugh mm. about later. And it's not on you. I personally, like when it's my family, I don't want anything on me. I'd rather have it on mm-hmm. someone else. I like to stay out of trouble the center of attention of my family yeah, but, i like to kind of so back. bring somebody to the party that'll embarrass himself is that what you're saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> it takes the attention off of you but what if they, the person you bring to the party or someone's house or to your work is a thief and they steal things or they bring illegal drugs well more more stuff <laughs> more money more problems yeah Maddox, you know that yeah well everyone agreed with me and then i had the second part of the debate now last week we talked about isaac asimov He's one of the most renowned science fiction authors of our time, yeah. of any time. What, really. what did he write? He wrote um, the uh, the book that I Robot was based on, mm. among many other things. Yes. He, what what other Will Smith movies uh, are based on his <laughs> fantastic writings? He's written so many so many books mm. and so many Only different you could name uh, one. So um, Rucka was shitting on Isaac Asimov, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know what? Since so many people like him, and he's such a renowned science fiction author. I'm going to put it up for vote on whether or not he deserves a promotion posthumously because he's dead. Mm. I think he passed away in 1992. I looked it up. Mm. But for the first time ever, I asked the audience, who deserves a promotion more, Rucka or Isaac Asimov posthumously? Mm. And we got the results in. With a 62% vote, Isaac Asimov. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know I was eligible. Yeah, you well you're you were and you didn't get it. Oh. Isaac Asimov is the first time in Madcast Media history that we are that we are anointing someone posthumously a title, mm-hmm. a promotion on the show. He wasn't even on the show and he gets it. Mm-hmm. 
That's how good he is. He's pretty good. Yeah. So, Isaac Asimov is going from a deputy moderator in training, which is what all guests who have been on the show or who have not been on the show are by default. They're moderators in training. He's getting a promotion from deputy moderator in training to senior commander of moderation and science. Congratulations, Isaac Asimov. He totally skipped over the lieutenant of cum dumpsters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rucka a few episodes ago got a demotion and promotion in the same episode. He became superintendent, superintendent of cum yeah. dumpsters uh, because, yeah. because he hadn't read my book. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that he did. It was a twist uh, twist yeah. ending in that episode. Mm-hmm. Well, he read his name in my book. Oh, I read parts of it. Yeah. Sounds familiar? <laughs> yeah. Sounds, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Everyone, Everyone's got to read everything except for Maddox. He just knows everything from the start i read tons of shit yeah yeah I, that's mm-hmm. all i do is i fucking what, read. what isaac asimov books have you read i've read a bunch of them yeah. you know what i read he i forget the name of the magazine but he wrote for a science fiction magazine it was mm-hmm. kind, it was kind of like nova it wasn't nova but it was um, mm-hmm. some science fictiony magazine that yeah. came out up through the 80s yeah it was really good yeah. i've read a bunch of his articles his articles yeah the great science fiction writer has written some great articles oh, in a magazine sorry. you can't name yeah well that's <laughs> what you've read <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does the difference does it make? Name every fucking magazine you've ever read. Uh, Popular Science. What's it? Uh, good, the Good Wife? What's I'm the, not the uh, one claiming that you should read magazines. I'm the one calling you out for talking about how how impo- how how I need to read your book, but you don't read any books. I read lots of books. Oh. Yeah. Good. I, I just uh, read one the other day. You are not so smart. Sounds like a great book. <laughs> it Sounds is. like a book you should definitely be you reading. You should definitely read Ruck. You should read book it. I was looking for. It- Ruck and I did a stream not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I was trying to uh, remember this book, and I couldn't find it in my mm. apartment because I knew I had one. Yeah. So I bought it again, and I was uh, reading it. You're not so smart. You are not so smart. It's a fantastic book about cognitive biases. Look, as a psychology major, major Pikey, you appreciate that shit, right? Yes. Psychological biases are are important. They're a fundamental part of who we are, and they're. Uh, insurmountable are they not most, uh, most of the time definitely yeah most yeah. of the time yes yeah well the purpose of psychology should be to understand yourself and to think rationally instead psychologists today try to convince you you're incapable of doing so yeah that's what they're trying because they have an agenda it's a conspiracy they don't have to conspire they're already retarded yeah okay <laughs> they're already stupid well speaking of stupid i got some voicemail uh here's <laughs> i got a ton of voicemail here's one it's a correction because last week I talked about how if you don't build the cognitive pathways inside your mind at an early age, you may not be able to later on in life. And case in point, I talked about this girl in India they found running in the wild who was abandoned from a child from a uh, when she was a child and never developed the the capability to speak and she couldn't later on in life. She barely was able to have any motor functions with the, uh, you know, putting food in her mouth that sort of thing. Anyway, here's a caller Trying to correct me. Listen to this. Maris, you fucking idiot. You're thinking of Mowgli. He was raised by Baloo yeah, with bears in India. Stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not a Disney movie, jackass. Mowgli um, the Jungle Boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. There's actually quite a few of those cases. Um, there's cases where kids were neglected and left in a bedroom, and the psychologist thought that they had some type of intellectual disorder yeah. but then later they found out that oh it's because they were neglected they didn't learn anything right and the first year of life is when you form the most neurons actually mm-hmm. when you're infant yeah so it's important to expose your baby to a lot it's of important. things too Rucka. Yep. 
Yeah, what were you exposed to? Did I say kids, sh- babies should not be exposed Bunch to of bullshit? No, but but the the argue the point is here though mm-hmm. that if you don't have those neural pathways built and reinforced at a young age, you will have cognitive impairment, and your cognitive impairment will last a lifetime. So you know, taking for granted that people can just make decisions that are good for them is making the assumption that we all have the same cognitive ability, and we don't for whatever reason. Sometimes neglect, sometimes. Uh, because of circumstance or or uh, poverty sometimes, people won't have those cognitive pathways built and reinforced at an early age in life. So their ability to think rationally later on in life can, becomes impaired. No, they can still be rational. Okay. Mm-hmm. Based on based on literally nothing. Based on everything you just said was bullshit. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not bullshit. Here's yeah. a, here's well, another. yes, everyone should be learn how to think in a healthy environment but that means that if you didn't have great parents look at you you were completely neglected aren't you supposed to be the smartest genius of our time i am there you go my just, point but, exactly but just because there are exceptions okay, to the rule the doesn't ex- mean it is the, the rule the exception is if if one person is unable to be rational because they didn't get their fucking baby bottle in time then that's the exception but Human no. beings are capable of thinking. I don't know how else to explain this. We're having a conversation using language. We are both thinking right now, and you're trying to talk me out of the fact that people think. You are out of your fucking mind. You and Isaac Asimov are both fucking morons. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy your fucking Chinese food. Please, senior commander of moderation and science, Isaac yes. Asimov. We both have yes. titles, and I am a lord. Wow. You, will re- you will refer to me oh as a lord, God. and you will refer to Isaac Asimov yes, as senior yes, commander. Yes, my lord. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I love it. Uh, here's another caller. This is a caller call-out. Listen to this, because last week we had a caller call-in. His name was Christian. He sent us a gift, and he said it was ironic because he's an atheist. Here's another caller. Hey, Maddox. This is a caller call-out. Um a guy named Christian sent you a care package, and, uh, well, my name's Christian, and I'm an atheist, too, and I've called into the show, too, and uh, I'm way better because I came up with the phrase, punch a Nazi. You can even look back to that episode. It was me who called in and first said, punch a Nazi, and everyone picked it up. So I'm the better Christian atheist. How about that, bitch? Caller call-out. Yeah, that was a hardcore caller call-out. What do you got to say about that, Christian? Uh, we got another call. From a longtime caller of the show, the Bad Ombre, uh, he calls in, and at some point during the call, he bails on it. Let's see if you guys can tell when that was. Listen to this. Um, hey, Rucka, are you talking shit about Tetris, about being boring and shit? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Fucking, would you kindly play something other than that objectivist bullshit that you like to spew out, Bioshock shit? Man, I can't even talk coherently off. I'll fucking mad I am because he talks shit about Tetris, man. Anyways, ah, eh, fuck it. This this call sucks. Never mind. <laughs> Just ejects, bails from the call. Fuck Bioshock. Is Bioshock? Uh, does it have like an objectivist it's philosophy? It's supposed in it? to be like a a dystopia that came to be like because Ayn Rand's ideas caused so much damage that people all became drug addicts and junkies. And the person who created the game didn't even read all of Atlas Shrugged. Mm. I know, this is fascinating stuff. Thank you, Bad Ombre, for uh, for bringing or dedicating some of our valuable time to this information. Yeah. Well, I didn't know because I haven't played yeah, Bioshock. And I bought the, it. The only reason this came up was because you were trying to tell me, oh, oh, uh, the, the 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 Russians were so fucking innovative. They came up with Tetris. No, that wasn't the argument I made. You know, you're familiar with Tetris. I right? love Pikey? it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I play for money. Well, it's not Tetris. It's like Tetris, but it's called Cube Cube, and I play for cash money. 
real money? And they send you a check. What? Yeah, it's kind of like gambling, so you have to be careful. You need to be skilled. It's called skills. And it's like this... Similar to Tetris, but it's not totally Tetris. So it's kind of like gambling then. It's a little Mm. bit like gambling, but you get to use your skills. So That sounds like something I'm on board with because I'm very skilled. I don't know if you know this about me, Pikey, but I'm very skilled. I have a lot of skills. Yeah. Kick things. I'm really good at video games. Mm -hmm. Good at math. Good at drawing. Good at programming. Good at art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Orating. Bloviating, some would say. I don't even know what that is. I'm not that well. I'm doing it right now. (laughs) So what that annoyed expression on everyone's face around me all the time, that's uh, that's as a, re- a result of my bloviating, which I'm good at. So can you define bloviating? I want to use this word. It's like a bunch of hot, uh, winded, angry, yelling and ranting. It's bloviating, especially espousing one's opinions. You know what? That word came back to me. I learned it before. It was somewhere way back there. And yeah. I have heard bloviating. Well, speaking of bloviating, we got some Rucka fans calling in. Yeah, finally. We got, God, it's we a, got, it's we got like... some Rucka fans. We got some Rucka haters, too, but oh. I'm going to play a little, a little of both. Here's some fans. Okay. This is guy. Hey, I was just calling to say that I feel bad for Rucka. You dumb fucks all the time talking about commie bullshit. Don't understand free will at all. Fuck yeah, Rucka Ducka's for life. Yeah. He's a Rucka Ducka. He's a Nucka. Yeah. You're a Rucka's Nucka, right? <laughs> Pikey's said, a Nucka? Said, let the record show she nodded her head and let out a very uh, inaudible. Yeah. You could say, <laughs> I found myself laughing at a lot of your YouTube videos. Hey, yeah. look at that. We got a Nucka in house. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Rucka's Nucka. Well, you're, you're in this now. Yeah. You're, you're, in. A, you're in it for life. <laughs> you're in for life. Here's some more, here's some more Rucka levels in this. Hey, Rucka. I don't know if you're already doing this, but I sincerely hope that you branch out a little bit and do some voice acting because those little voices you do like, hey, like, uh, I think they're hilarious. And I think there are tons of people, characters in video games or whatever, which would benefit from those awesome voices. So mm-hmm. do that. Um, make money and uh, fuck whales. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely want to. I mean, it's like I'm not used to the type of work where, like, you have to get an agent and you have to, you know, go out and audition and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm just used to doing my own thing. But... Have you done any voiceover work? Yes, for a TV show recently that hasn't been announced or has been announced or is just going to never be fully announced. What's what's what, Are we allowed to talk about this yet? No, not yet. All but right. but Ruck actually did a voice for the animated show that I'm working on and that's all I've uh, that's been able to say. Literally about. all I yeah. wanted to all yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean voice acting is fun and cool and some would say that that's what I do in my little little songs of mine. Yeah, Ruck is really good at it. Uh so that's something I would actually like to see more of. All right. Well, uh-huh. hook me up. Put yeah, me man. in touch with some of your people. You're supposed to be this well-connected I Hollywood did. I guy. I fucking got you a voiceover thing in <laughs> yeah, my show. one time. Oh, oh, sorry. That's one more time than yeah. 99.9% of all of humanity. Pikey, you know some powerful people in this town. Why don't you help me out? <laughs> she is a Nucka. I don't know that many powerful people, and no one is really as powerful as they say unless they're at the very, very top 1% in this town. No mm. one else has that much power. You have more power than the other people. I like that. You do. But, you know, get on like sugarbaby.org or wherever you go and uh, get, 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 get that 1% on the phone. I want to talk to him. Sugar daddy. Yeah. Uh, here's another voicemail. This one's this one's a hater, Rucka. Uh oh. Yeah, this is a genuine hater. But listen, watch out. Listen to this. Well, let's see. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misinterpreted this call. But let's see maybe. if you guys you guys can tell. Rucka. Ah, <sighs> you fucking idiot. 
Dude, uh, why is it every episode Rucka tries to bring up the fact that no one agrees with him and that's what makes him right? As if he's like, <laughs> he's just like contrarian hero mm-hmm. that like only knows the right thing and everyone else is just a, an idiot. Yeah. Like, why does he think that that backs up his argument? The fact that no one agrees with him. That just means you're a fucking idiot. That's what that means, buddy. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't believe you shit on Isaac Asimov. He's like one of the best fucking sci-fi writers of his century. Um, anyway, you're a fucking idiot, Rucka. I don't know why Maddox even tries to argue seriously with you with some of the arguments you bring up. Yeah, I don't know why he tries. He ended that with the uh, scarecrow sound effect. Um, yeah, it's uh, oh. from now on. If any callers call in and want to refer to Isaac Asimov, please, Senior Commander yeah. of Moderation and Science, Isaac yeah, Asimov. Yeah, Mr. Caller, please refer to him by his proper title. Yeah. Can you believe the disrespect that Mr. <laughs> Asimov, Doctor Lord Asimov, has to deal with on this show? Lord Maddox and Doctor yeah. Asimov. Yeah. Listen, Maddox brings up some Isaac Asimov point that refutes human efficacy and free will, and I'm saying. Whoever this Asimov guy is, fuck him. Am I allowed to have an opinion? Is that okay with everyone? Is this still America? Mm. Are we in gross point where everyone just has a life handed to them and they're just supposed to fall in line? You missed an opportunity here for a good diss against Isaac Asimov. You could have called him Isaac Asinine. <laughs> yeah, that would have showed him. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good one, right? That was a yeah. good one, yeah. Mikey, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one more call. This is uh, This is talking about our occasional seething um what is it uh distrust i wouldn't say hatred loathing of the midwest but uh it's come out a few times and i don't even dislike it or loathe it I actually like a lot of the midwest but here's a caller who's taking umbrage with it listen to this joe manda rucka rucka what's with your application the midwestern people are dumb here are the list of sat scores by state 2015 via the watch yeah yeah way to go dumb shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, i think people in the midwest there's a lot of smart people in the midwest if i wasn't from gross point i would be so much more dumb than i am today because i just have an average iq i'm a little bit ahead of the curve in some ways only because i had a good education other than that i'm naturally not that intelligent i know it i'm aware i'm self-aware what's your what's your iq I don't really want to say. It's not that high. Hmm. It's not super high. It's not low. It's average. I've taken a bunch of IQ tests. First of all, it's not a science. It's bullshit. Most IQ tests, uh, you know, just the fact that you can take multiple IQ tests and get multiple different scores tells you that IQ tests are not a science. It's not It's not consistent. There's no, uh, there's no metric with which you can standardize IQ tests. It's just not, they don't, they don't exist. But one test I took, I got 142. Another one I took, I got 132. But on average, if I take enough IQ tests, my IQ is between uh, 132 and 142. That's usually what I get. That's very high. Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah, which brings us to my next point, which I say every day, which is that your IQ doesn't matter. What matters is what you do with it. Hmm, there you go. Very thoughtful. It's a rucka wrap up. (laughs) Damn, son, Uh, where'd you find this? Yeah. Um, I got another call. This one... I thought was going to be just shitting on you, but turns out he shits on both of us. Listen mm. to this. Maddox, why are you making fun of Rucka for not knowing how poop works? <laughs> Didn't you know he went on the Rubin Report and came out as having read at least two books? Wow. You're going to have to deal with that now. So let's lay off Rucka for not knowing about poop, and also let's not forget the time when you thought sperm dies when it reaches body temperature. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't say that. I didn't say that <sighs> sperm dies when it reaches body temperature, dipshit. We were talking about the physics of testicles, the physiology, why they're outside your body. It's because sperm mm. needs to be kept at a cooler temperature. Mm. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. Is that correct? Shady? Yes, that's true. And that's why wearing boxer briefs is not favorable if you're yeah. trying to conceive because... Right. And also, they're too tight. Yeah, and you don't want to keep them your balls too close to your body because it increases your risk of testicular cancer. Ooh. Yeah. So all you fucking idiots, now I've been vindicated by Pikey, an mm-hmm. actual college graduate. Yes. So two, the foremost, first of the first of her kind in this on this show. <laughs> the two for actually, I think the most highly educated person we've had on any show is Ella Darling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the she's the adult performer I talked about earlier. She has a master's. Mm-hmm. In uh, librarian studies, library library sciences. She has a master's in library sciences, and um, I forget what her undergraduate was. It was uh, maybe psychology as well, but something like that. Anyway, so thank you for vindicating my assertion that balls hang outside the body because you don't want your sperm to die. And also, I didn't know about the testicular cancer thing. Now I do. Smart. That's why my balls mm-hmm. always hang free. There you go. <laughs> free balling. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of shit, though, because uh, like I talked about how you didn't know how poop was made. Uh, here's a sh- here's a shit story from Weird Matthew, and this came in at a weird hour, so this is a, this is a little bit out there, but it's a it's a fun one. Listen to this. Oh man, I had a bad public bathroom experience earlier this week. I forgot to fucking tell you about. So I took a shit, got up. After wiping and everything, got up, you know, and uh, went to turn around. I turned around to flush the toilet with my foot because you don't want to fucking touch that shit with your hands. <laughs> and I looked down at the toilet seat and I was like, what? Because <laughs> there was a fucking stripe. Not even like on center, man. It was like a fucking, you know, those jackets. It was motorcycle jackets like uh, what Brad Pitt wore in uh, <laughs> one of the scenes with like a stripe on the uh, one of the arms. It was like that. Uh-huh. There was a fucking stripe on the side of shit. And I'm like, is that me? I'm like, no, that, was that there? I was like, I'm so careful. I'm so careful to check toilet seats if I sit down. So I'm like, but how could I have caused it? How could I have caused it? <laughs> uh, regardless, I was like, I, got, I can't put my pants back on at this point. And it's not, it's not a private bathroom. <laughs> yeah, you said some shit. So, I, mean, I didn't really care because I'm like, I'm not putting my pants back on. And I was kind of wearing like a, like, a, like a hoodie. So, I fucking shimmy up to the sink. But it was my pants <laughs> about knee high. And I fucking just get like a paper towel, get it wet. Rinsing the ass cheek in a public room. <laughs> Rinsing it is not easy. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot of wet and dry, a lot of wet and dry, wet and dry. Because um, you don't really want to leave soap on your skin. It might irritate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he had a few whippets too many. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird Matthew McConaughey, longtime caller and listener of the show. Uh, and and he's that voicemail went on a little bit. He said, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna send you some pictures. You can post on MadcastMedia.com." And I'm like, "Weird, Matthew. I'm not gonna post pictures of shit." And sure enough, I looked at it, and it was a picture of a toilet seat with a streak of shit on it. I'm like, "I'm not gonna post this on the website. No one wants to see that shit." 
Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you for sharing that shitty story. Thanks, Weird Matthew. Yeah, thanks, Weird Matthew. It's a Christmas miracle, guys. It's a Christmas show. And speaking of shit, here's a shitty joke. We'll end on this one with a voicemail. Listen to this. Okay, Maddox, I got a genetics joke for you. What do you get when you cross a uh, shit zoo and bullshit? Or, no, damn it. <laughs> Wrong, <laughs> idiot. Uh, we should get on to some quick news headlines, guys. Yeah. Round out the show. This is a fun story. It comes from Maplewood, New Jersey. A fat squirrel steals pricey goods left out for delivery, folks. Did you guys hear about this fat ass? <laughs> <laughs> did, you see, did you hear about this? Did you see this? <laughs> it is breaking news. It's a headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the AP. An obese squirrel was caught on video stealing gourmet chocolates and lip balm that the family leaves outside as a holiday treat for delivery people. Well, that's your first problem. Don't leave fucking chocolates outside. Of course, animals are going to come steal it. I feel like this squirrel needs to meet Pizza Rat. They could oh, be a that's thing. Right, the Pizza Rat. That was uh, the meme from last year, right? Where there was a someone caught video of a rat running off with an entire slice of pizza. Yeah, was this in the Midwest? It or was this? in New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Yeah. Michelle Bardot of Maplewood, New Jersey, said on her blog she provides candy, snacks, tissues, and hand warmers. Sounds like you kind of want the delivery people to have snacks and or masturbate. Mm. Uh, she's got hand tissues and hand warmers and other goodies on her doorstep every year. She's never had any issues before, but this year. Her basket was raided within hours of being set outside her home. The thieves seemed to be targeting the priciest stuff, including about 25 squares of Giardelli chocolate, she said. The family set up a surveillance camera to see what was going on and spotted the overweight varmint standing up on a step stool, digging through the stash on Tuesday. I mean, the squirrel's so obese. A jolly old chap. He must be prepping for a decade of winters, said Bordeaux. Her husband tried to chase the squirrel to see where it was hoarding all the treats, but it made a clean getaway. Uh, this is some small town news. Yeah, and here it is in Tinseltown being broadcast to the internet. Yeah, on a huge national podcast. International. International. That's right. I'm mm. a lord now. Thank yeah. you, Lord Matthew. Royal podcast. Royal podcast. It says here I got to register online and then I'm a lord. You got to register. Don't yeah. forget. Uh, here's another story. Oh, man, this one. This one. Uh a skydiving Santa crashes on a Florida beach with an elf on a shelf. So they do these uh, stupid stunts every now and then where they get this cool Santa, you know, skydiver jumping out of a plane with a beard on. This is from Gulfport, Florida. A skydiving Santa looking to make a grand entrance while taking an elf on the shelf to a nine-year-old girl crashed into a tree and light pole before hitting a Florida beach and breaking his leg. News outlets say George Crocus, Crocus is his last name, was dressed as Santa Claus during a skydive Saturday to deliver toys to the Tampa Bay Beach Bums Operation Santa Charity Volleyball Tournament. Fuck. Got enough names in there? It's Tampa Bay Beach Bums Operation Santa Charity Volleyball Tournament. It's like 10 words in your fucking title. That's that's probably why it happens. It's fucking karma. Big title. Yeah, it says Madison Spears saw the crash and later found a note from the elf named Kristoff who visits her house during the holidays. It said, as we were about to land, this big tree jumped right out in front of us. I got uh, I got a clip of the crash. Listen to the moment it happens. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, you know, they can all be... They can't all be holiday miracles. <laughs> no, uh, they can't. It's like something out of Gremlins when Phoebe Katz is like, and then my dad 
put on a Santa suit and jumped down the chimney and we smelled something burning. We didn't know where it was coming from and it was him. Yeah, can you imagine? And there's footage of this too where where the Santa hit this tree really fucking mm-hmm. hard and he kind of swung out of control and then landed and everyone's just kind of standing around shrugging and looking at each other <laughs> and then a, a few people start yelling out, are you okay? <laughs> Santa doesn't move. He may have gotten a concussion too. He's kind of out cold. I think he's okay now though. His mm. uh, leg is healing. Mm. Anyway. Have you seen Gremlins? <laughs> yeah, I've seen Gremlins. All of them. Ooh. I've seen both Gremlins movies. Isn't there a third? Is there a third? No, they are making the third. Yeah, I heard they're making a third. I hope it's not CGI. Man, Gremlins 2 sucked, and Gremlins 1 kind of sucked too. Now that I watch it again as an adult, it doesn't hold up, mm. and it's really weird. Uh, the rules are weird. You know what always bugged me as a kid? The gremlins have these rules, right? You they, you get them as mogwais, those those cute little creatures with the fu- with the fuzz and everything. They look like the porgs from Star Wars. So you get these creatures, and they have rules. The rules are don't feed it after midnight, and you can't make it wet. Basically, those are the two rules. Oh, and, and no 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 sunlight. You can't ex- expose it to sunlight, otherwise it'll melt like a fucking vampire. Sounds like a vagina. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> do you even know what that is Rekka? a vagina yeah because it sounds you know, like you don't never made one wet I, I, <laughs> don't make it wet don't let it get any sunlight and you gotta feed it Rekka only feeds it carrots yeah uh, <laughs> sorry i'm not the foremost academic i never learned about these things yeah not I mean, you should talk to my aunt yeah Listen, i never, never never had a raspy uh, crazy Armenian ant. They're all these things to me. <laughs> Just bump them and dump them. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the rule about gremlins, where you can't feed them after midnight, didn't make any fucking sense to me because it's always after midnight. At what point? Like, yeah, uh, after midnight. What? One a.m., two a.m., three a.m. Mm. What's the cutoff? It's always after midnight. Eight a.m. Still after midnight. Twelve noon. That's still after fucking midnight. One p.m. It's always after midnight. They don't explain that. They don't. I guess uh, a, just a brooding genius like myself thinks mm-hmm. about those larger problems with the rules of gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pikey, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Follow me on Instagram. Watch my stupid sketches at Pikey Time. It's Pikey Time. We'll link to all your social on our website. Thank you so much for joining us. Pikey, moderator in training. That's right. Thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Yeah. Of course. And thank you to Rucka Rucka Ali, the Maharaja of moderation. Maharaja for life. Fuck a promotion. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, guys. Calling back again. All right. So I fucked up really bad in the first one. But basically... Yeah, shit. So basically, all I'm saying is that there's tons of, there's tons of sign, tons of, ah, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did call back. I think he called three or four times trying to get his, uh, his statement out. He actually had a very thoughtful argument or debate about something we said last week about, I think about genetic engineering. Thank you for calling, but we're not going to play those. Uh, <laughs> I do appreciate the fuck up. So that was a lot of fun. And here's one last one. You shouldn't have to work to enjoy something, not even sex. There's a reason why so many chicks come the hardest when they're cowgirling it, mm. or in your instance, after you've left the room. Oh! Oh! <laughs> weird Matthew. What do, you, what do you fucking know? I'm enlightened by weird Matthew. Yeah, well, and I'll tell you what, weird Matthew. 
Yeah, sometimes the chick's coming after I've left the room because she's still coming. Boom. Yeah. Well played. That's right. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>